Detroit. Welcome to the D, baby. To an episode Middle Ground with JLE LLC, we treat you like family. We got another great guest for you today. We have international speaker, brand marketing expert, executive coach at Fair Consulting Group LLC, Gene Baker. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. Appreciate it. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, for the last 20 plus years, I've worked in the pharmaceutical industry, um, most of that time in leadership positions across the Midwest, in Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, um, in sales leadership positions. I've had uh, sales training positions. Uh, I do a lot of leadership development um, for the company I work for, as well as in my consulting work. I do leadership development through materials I've gained from the John Maxwell team, as well as leadership certifications that I use to help leaders really find their path and find their energy and find um, the behaviors that are right for them and the organizations that they're trying to move up in. So I do a lot with that. And then I also work with two speaker platforms. One is the Leadership Experience Tour. Um, and the other one was recently launched as the Global Speakers Platform based out of England. And uh, the purpose of that is to really uh, help people expand their platforms, give them a speaking uh, stage, as well as all the, you know, promos and and uh, marketing materials to to get them into publications, et cetera. So um, I'm a coach on um, on those platforms and helping speakers kind of craft their message. Okay. So what led you to this path? Well, you know, so like I said, you know, my my daytime job is is pharmaceuticals. Uh, but since 2004, about every year, year and a half, uh, I've kind of been through a, a downsizing layoff. Um, and I've made it through most of them, been laid off a couple of times. But, you know, the frequency of it, uh, you know, it just kind of gets to you. So about five years or so ago, I said, you know what, I need to start acting on um, really, you know, putting a plan in place to to be my retirement, um, to be a, a you know a second source of income uh, or my primary source of income, so I invested out of my retirement savings and and picked up you know certifications and really started down the path to to prepare myself to do this full time because that's where my passion is. I've, like I said, I, I've been a leader for over twenty years, uh, so just my experience in itself lends me a lot of credibility and a lot of experience and a lot of passion. Uh, just based off of seeing people through so many different situations and helping them be successful. Mm -hmm. okay. And then the, the speaker thing, um, you really kind of came up uh, kind of happenstance. I was working with another consulting firm, helping organizations, you know, save money and find money. Um, <laughs> okay. that's, uh, yeah. Uh, to, through that, I found Sean Fair, who um, was just in the middle of, uh, you know, launching the leadership experience tour. So, Kind of got in on the ground floor of that as as one of his coaches and key people. Okay, so what is Fair Consulting Group LLC? Yeah, so that is you know CEO is, is Sean Fair. Um, you know Sean 
does he's the front person you know he is an international speaker very well known does a lot of leadership training um you know the the aspect of the fair consulting group that i was involved with is the leadership experience tour which is the number one speaker platform uh out there um, awesome. so, yeah so that's that's really the essence of that is is really to give um entrepreneurs uh authors uh, you know, business, you know, people, uh, you know, a platform to to expand upon and, and get on a real stage with live audience, with a virtual audience that's on virtual TV, you know, digital mm-hmm. TV, you know, um, it's just, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I seen you, you know, some recently I saw on Facebook. Nice crowd. Yeah, yeah. you know, you, you get the, you know, the live crowd, which was interesting, you know, during uh you know, the COVID times, and, you know, we weren't able to have a, a packed audience, but um, mm-hmm. what that also allowed us to do was expand our, our digital TV reach. So, so now you're in countless countries and, and, and yeah. cities across <laughs> the world. So, maybe better because yeah. you're all around the globe now compared to, we're going to be yeah. at Fox theater speaking, for example, only 3,000 people. Now you can reach the whole world at once. You reach the whole world potentially. Um, and literally, we have speakers from England, Nigeria, Canada, the you know some of those, awesome. the islands uh, all across the country from Washington to California to Texas to Louisiana to Michigan to Ohio, you name it. Um, so speakers are coming in from all over the place to be on the platform. Awesome. So what do you like about speaking? You know what I like about speaking is just the, the the energy and the opportunity to to reach people, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and and that I get I I feed off of that. And in speaking, is not just about what you know. As a matter of fact, it's very little about what you know. It's the experience that you're putting people through. That's what they remember. So you know, maybe ten percent, ten to fifteen percent of what you say is is going to land. But the rest mm-hmm. is your vocalics and your body language and and the stories that you tell to communicate uh, with your audience and, and reach them. So that's that's the art of, of public speaking, you know. Um, and and I remember, you know, initially getting into it, you know, you go in there with, hey, I got all this knowledge. I want to impart this knowledge and show <laughs> you know how smart I am, you know. And <laughs> that's the last yeah. thing you want to sit and listen to someone who thinks that they're so smart, you know. Yeah. Oh, you might have one or two, maybe three points that you're going to communicate, uh, but you're going to communicate that through stories and, and authenticity and and just being yourself, you know, and, and, yeah. and finding what's important for your audience. If you're asking yourself, you know, did I do a good job? You probably already missed the boat. You know, what you should be asking is, did I reach somebody? Did they get something out of this? You know, did they come up and say, man, I really you changed something you know, for me, you know, I really grabbed onto that point. I'm going to, I'm going to implement that, that idea that you, that uh-huh. you presented, you know, then you say, okay, yeah, I did a good job. Yeah. I know I had a speech class early on at Wayne state and everybody was terrified. Like we got to get up and speak about ourselves for like five minutes. Like what? <laughs> now it, it didn't, it didn't hurt that at the time I was working at a job that I really didn't like. So I'm like, you know, this is going to be my little, soapbox to vent so i might make y'all laugh and the teacher like this really happened they like you see i got the uniform on yeah this really happened i'm gonna get a drink when i leave right so yeah you right now to calm down like and he really kept explaining that you got to be that comfortable up there and the crowd might 
feel that same energy and gravitate with you instead of just that's it. Deer in the headlight. They're nervous. It ain't go, it's not good for you, certainly. It ain't good for the audience either. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna be on stage, you might have, might as well have fun with it. Re oh, yeah. Matter of fact, recently I was on uh -huh. stage at a tour event, and you know, I don't know what it was, I was tired, whatever, but I literally lost my train of thought three times on stage. Oh no. Now you wouldn't have known it. Okay. But in my mind, I was like, oh my God. Is this really <laughs> happening? What is happening? Oh, no. But you gotta roll with it, man. You just gotta yeah. roll with it. You gotta be comfortable in material that you have and 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 you just you gotta roll. You can't you can't let everybody see the turmoil that's that's inside. And then once you start rolling with it, you just start to I'll say, Oh yeah, okay, boom. You know, or you take you take a pause and allow mm -hmm. it to allow that thought, but that pause to you seems like two minutes, but it might only be a three second. Bro. First time I ever did it in class, it felt like eternity. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to talk about myself. I don't do that. Like, you better say something, Jeff, to get a grade. Like, oh man, this dude's tripping. Right. And we really learned that you gotta get comfortable. Cause I laughed at myself. Like, hey man, I just got off work. What you, what you want from me? <laughs> right. Now, if someone wants to get into speaking, what do they need to do? You can reach out to me. Um, I do have a, a speaker development program um, that I'm actually launching with the Global Speaker Platform. Okay. And um, you can go through my program uh, or I can also direct you to the Global Speaker Platform or the Leadership Experience Tour. So depending on, on the needs of the speaker. So that's the kind of the, the, the entry point is we'll figure out are you already a professional speaker and you're just mm -hmm. looking for a quality a stage with professional shots and um, and get into you know publications and that kind of thing, or do you really are starting out and you really do need a, a more lengthy speaker development program? Um, and if that's the case, I can I can help with that as well. So, the, you know, if you want to get into speaking and you want to be connected to me, that's the easiest way. If not, there are you know multiple you know platforms out there. Um, I mm -hmm. went through the John Maxwell training program um, was certified through John Maxwell. That's a, a great resource. They did a wonderful job of training you how to be a public speaker. Um, and but there, and there's others. Some are more expensive than others, um, but you're going to have to invest and you're going to have to spend some time on really developing your craft. You can't just you know get up on stage and think it's going to happen. To be a professional speaker where people pay you 15, 20, 25,000, you know, you got to put the hours in. So for every minute that you're going to be speaking, you're probably going to put in two hours of developing that minute of content. Yeah, John, he has spoken in one of my business classes a few years ago and gave us an hour and a half of what he would teach executive 500, Fortune 500 executives. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're getting paid stupid money to teach stupid this money. to CEOs? Like, yeah, yes. like only in America. <laughs> it was great stuff he was teaching. I'm like, yeah, you, they pay you a lot of money for this. Like, I didn't think they need a life coach. Well, man, there there are speakers out there that are getting paid, you know, twenty, twenty five, or more. Wow, to come speak. You know, it's <laughs> you know the money's there, but you know there's a lot of speakers out there too competing for you know different different gigs. So you really have to have you have to have footage. You have to have quality footage that you and and you have to have 
uh, a bio that's well written. You have to be out there in in publications. So if people look you up, they'll see different publications that you're in, um, and that adds to that credibility, you know, that, that you have. So if you're going to speak in a corporation, that's one of the first things they're going to do is say, "Well, who is this person?" You know, and oh. if if they look you up and and you got you got sheets of of articles written about you you know, that's, that's, that's going to help a lot. It's going to put you above someone that's just starting out. Okay. So that's, that's the benefit of getting on platforms like the leadership experience tour or the global speaker platform is they not only work with you on crafting your message, but then when you get on stage, it's a real stage with a live audience with, wow. you know, 4k cameras, you know, four or five, six oh, cameras taking, taking pictures. Yeah. Like, like okay. real footage, you know, that you can then take and use that for promos and all kinds of stuff to to elevate your platform. So there there's there's a there's a process, you know, to this thing. It's it's not an overnight thing, but there's if you follow the process, you can definitely become a, a you know a, a professional paid speaker. Now it's not for everyone, and sometimes you do run into people that say, you know what. You know, I'll never crush your dream, but you you got a lot of work to do. And if they want to put in work, well, you know, we'll see what happens. But you know, others, you know, have more of a of a gift for it. Okay. Now, is there a different technique from an author speaking or a regular speaker? A different technique? No. You know, outside of being your authentic self. So, like, I would never try to get on stage and, and be, you know, Jeffrey Everts. You know, and you should never get on stage and, and try to be me, you know. Um, and so it's that's where it starts is who is your authentic voice and where is that coming from? What experience do you have? What expertise do you have that makes you your authentic self that people would want to listen to your story or, or what you're what you're conveying? Um, so that's the only difference. Now, outside of that, there's a technique to to telling stories. There's a technique okay. for developing your points. There's a technique for, for how to, to uh, you know, elevate or move your tone around and the rate of your speech around. So if you're if you a monotone throughout the, your entire time, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> you're going to lose everybody, you know. Or if you, if you're if you're way up here, you know, and you starting out yelling on stage, guess what's going to happen? You're gonna lose everybody. <laughs> you know, yeah, you two, you do, you two up. <laughs> well, well, if you got a really quiet voice and you just talking like this, and, you know, you, you're gonna lose people. Now, if you use all of those things in your in your presentation, all of a sudden now people are are with you. You're kit, you're kit capturing their attention. You know, sometimes you might talk really fast if you're making a point, and then you slow down and say, and, and okay. just to emphasize your journey. Point. You know, so you're taking on on that journey with you. And you're using all of your vocality, using all your facial expressions, your hand, your body movement um, to, 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 to help make this an experience that they'll remember. Now, it's interesting you say that because in that speech class, the professor taught you should be moving to that distract from what you're trying to talk about. But very as true. you go on, it's better to be a little more animated. So he, he, here's the trick. What you don't want to do is is be walking all over the stage. Okay. You know, you know, and that that's very distracting for an audience, and it's very distracting for a camera too. 
You know, okay. but you you want that camera to be able to zoom in and and and, and be like right here. Okay. And so so you can plant, you can be very impactful and plant your feet, but move your upper body. Okay. So you might move your upper body and you speak into this side of the audience. Then you come over here and you speak into that outside of the audience. You might speak to the middle of the audience. So those are your three positions. You know, you okay. use your hands a little bit. You know, not too much, but enough. You know, and that's good movement. Now, you more relaxed, professional speakers, they might move a little bit, walk to this side of the stage, and then they'll plant. And they'll speak okay. to that side of the audience. You know, and then they'll walk over to the other side of the stage, and they'll plant. You know, speak to that audience, but you're not you're not doing this. You know, <laughs> you, you hit yeah, a spot, you plant, you speak for a while, communicate with that side of the audience, connect with them, boom. Hit the other spot, plant, speak, connect, you know, but you don't want to be doing that. Yeah, that don't, that don't sound good. <laughs> now, yeah. what is the difference in a brand marketing expert and marketing? But when you start talking about a brand, you know, it's it really comes down to what is it that you want people to identify with? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what service, what, uh, you know, if I think of Jeffrey Edwards, you know, what does he stand for? You know, what 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 is his brand? You know, what's the image? What's the product? What's the category? You know, uh, what's the target audience? You know, your brand really should be designed to reach a certain segment of the population and be very recognizable, okay. you know, versus marketing to, to the masses. You know, if you got a product like, you know, I don't know, Cheerios, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of people that eat Cheerios, True. you know, for little kids to, 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 to grown adults. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm about to say, you know. So, <laughs> you know, those where I can work with executives and, and emerging leaders and help them become better leaders. You know, uh, mm -hmm. find their path, find their way, and and become just more effective. You know, so do do I reach out to certain segments? You know, of like who who is that? Is that mm -hmm. someone? I can reach out to someone who's already a VP level and they want to be like CEO, okay. you know, or is that a director level and they want to be VP or is that someone who's like a, eh, just like a, a first line leader, middle manager that's looking to move up. Those are three different audiences. True. That is true. You know, you know so do I go after, you know, each one of those or one of those, or do I say, you know what? I'm real good in coaching speakers and I, I got connections to multiple speaker platforms. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe I just go after speakers, even though I could do all these other things. You know, if you really want to brand yourself and have a recognizable brand, you got to be narrow in your focus and own that lane. The more narrow you are and the more you own that lane, the more successful you ultimately be. So that's that's really hard for for a lot of us, including myself, because I'm like, well, shoot, I can do all this, mm -hmm. do all this. You know, <laughs> you might be able to play a whole lot of instruments, but what's your best instrument? You know, that's a great point. 
And so that's what you, you know, that's the whole branding aspect of when you're working with someone, it's like, okay, who is it that you really want to be? And who who really is your target? And the and the the more specific you can get in describing your target audience, like describe them down to what's their name, what do they do, what do they like, what do they dislike, you know, what are their interests, you know, what are they disinterested in? The more you know about your target audience, the more you can craft your branding message and then be able to write copy. Like, you know, when, when you're sending out ads or when you're sending, when you're writing things, it's going to mm -hmm. speak to what's important to your target audience. Oh, wow. That's some Yoda knowledge right there, man. Yeah. Okay. That is, I see the difference now. Um, so when you do workshops for executive coaches, if an entrepreneur reached out to you, what benefit will it give them to make them better? So it depends. So if an entrepreneur reaches out, you know, our initial conversation is, well, what are you looking to do? Okay. You know, are you looking to, maybe it's an entrepreneur that's never, that's never, you know, had a, uh, managed a team before. So they're okay. concerned about growing a business and, and, and not being an effective leader. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, then, then we identify that and we say, okay, well, let's, let's develop some very specific leadership type of, of capability and, and skills. You know, maybe it's someone that has been in, in, um, a corporation is now branching out into entrepreneurship, but is not sure where where their energy where they get their energy from. Okay. Where are their where are their blind spots that maybe they need to shore up with other people or other resources so they don't spend a whole lot of time on things that just aren't their 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 energy spot. Okay. Where they're just going to be ultimately unhappy. You know, so that's really mm -hmm. critical too because sometimes people jump into things and and they and they fail because they end up spending a lot of time in things that they're not all that good at or they just they just don't like doing and then so they get miserable yeah good point you know point. so if you know that going in if i can help you identify where those those energy spots are where you really like where's your passion what you really like to do and what you really don't like to do now we can start to put a strategy in place and say, okay, how can we get you doing the things that where your strengths and your passion lie and, and, and see how can we shore up these blind spots or these areas that you don't want to be spending a whole lot of time in? Are there resources? Are there people? Are there, there's a lot of different things that you can do to shore up some of those other areas that, that you don't like to spend time in. You know, now sometimes that's the admin thing. Sometimes that's, mm -hmm. that's more the um, strategy thing. You know, sometimes that's that's the leadership thing. You know, you might be an entrepreneur, but you just you know what I I don't like to I don't like to to, to lead people. I just <laughs> I just want to own this business. Well, okay. Well, if you stuck leading people and doing the day to day leadership stuff and you're terrible at it, well, that's going to affect your business. Yeah. So, so an entrepreneur, it, it starts with, okay, well, what are we trying to do here? What are you trying to do? You know, what are you trying to do with this? Um, what are you building? And, and then go from there as to what, what, they, what are they trying to do? Where would they like to be? And where would they like not to be? And how long do they want that process to take? Okay. 
Have you had any challenges along the way in this journey? Oh, yeah. I'm still early in my journey. <laughs> you know, I spent okay. a lot of, my challenges, I spent a lot of money investing in my <laughs> <laughs> I <hear> that. <laughs> in my business, you know. I spent a lot of money, you know, and and so yeah, that's a challenge. It's like, okay, you just have to continue to have confidence in your vision and, and your passion. Um, and the challenge, you know, goes back to I'm still in corporate world. I still got it, you know, I still have, you know, 110% commitment to my day job. That's not an easy job. And so, you know, I have to take care of, you know, numero uno first. That pays Yeah, I'm hitting on that, doing the day hour shift first, then yeah. work on the company after. And so, you know, that's the challenge is, you know, if I were to jump in, you know, 100% building my consulting, you know, in, in, in many aspects that might be easier and I would get more traction because I'm fully focused on driving this business. That's the challenge. Okay. You know, but, but, you know, I got a lot of bills. Oh, you yeah. Know, so, you know, it, it, you can't just it's, it's easier said than done. Although I know some I've, I've hired a couple business coaches. OK. You know, oh. to coach me, you know, so even the coach needs a coach. That's another nugget for you. Hey, you, know, you dropped him, man. I'm appreciating this. If, if you working with a coach that doesn't have a coach, mm, probably an issue there because none of us have all the answers. You know, so I'm working with some guys that have done it that have built a consulting business from, you know, 10, 15 a month to over 200 a month, you know? So nice. I'm like, okay, what are you guys doing? Uh, and what are your systems that you have in place? Because as you grow your business, it's all about the systems, what can be scaled and, and scaled in a way that is working for you, even while you're not actually putting in the work. So the systems make all the difference. So that's what I'm putting into place now. So that's been a challenge of mine. I've been doing a lot of stuff. I've been really kind of building my brand and getting out there and being recognized and, and building a skill set, even in diversity, equity, inclusion. That's another skill set I've, I've been building, um, you know, and getting out there and doing trainings on that. I just got back from New Jersey doing that. Um, and so you can build these skill sets. But if you don't have a, a system in place that can scale it and hit the target audience that you're trying to hit, all you're doing is sp you're spinning wheels. You're spending a lot of money. You can put a whole lot of posts out there on social media and you can get a whole lot of views. But if there's no action, if you're not funneling people down into buying or it'll becoming more engaged in your content, what are you doing? So you so you got, you know, 3000 views on your post. So. Are they paying you? <laughs> At the end of the day, it's are they paying you? Are they buying product or service from you? You're and right. Not, what are you really doing? You're right. You, know, you got to make a profit. You got to make a profit. So I got caught up in in the whole branding and, and building my 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 profile out there. So now, yeah, I got a whole lot of people that that view my stuff and maybe comment, but but you know, and so the next aspect is okay. Let's engage and let's give them more content and really engage my target audience even more so. Really zero down into that target audience and then start to offer that target audience the service that I know that they need and want. Okay. 
Definitely find your target audience. Yeah. That's key. Okay. Last question. What advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? Mm. Someone that's trying to find your purpose. It doesn't come overnight. But you have to put the thought into it and give your, yourself time to reflect. You know, um, so, you know, that reflection really starts with understanding where are you in your life? You know, where are you today? What's brought you to this point? You know, are you happy? Why are you happy? Are you not happy? Why are you not happy? You know, what do you enjoy doing? What are you really good at? Do you really like doing it? Or is that just you like doing it because you get paid doing it? Where do you find your energy? Where's your passion? What if people commented, you know, when they say, Gene, you know, you're a great coach. You're a great leader. You know, if nobody was saying that to me, and I and I thought that I was a great coach or a leader, you know, that might be a problem. Maybe I maybe I would be, but if no one said that to you, if no one's gave you affirmation along the way, that's true. You know, you know, so it's you, you pick up cues, but this is the conversation that you need to an honest conversation that you need to have with yourself as you're reflecting, as as you're really examining where you are in your life. Um, and then, you know, from there it's, it's trusting the process, you know, actually recently, even in my, in my day job, as much as I'd like to eventually get out of corporate world, Mm -hmm. I've been climbing a ladder. I've, you know, had various positions and do I want to continue down that path or say, you know what? Why am I fighting this thing? Like, what do I do? Where's my passion? My passion is developing people. So why don't I get into the Global People Learning Development Institute that trains people and teaches people and, and, and develops leaders across the organization? Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So even if I left the organization, I've picked up all that experience and it's in an area that I have passion for. So it comes down to where do you get your passion for and spend as much time as you can do, uh, spend in that area because you not only will develop a, a skill set, an expertise in that area, but you also will be authentic to yourself. And at the end of the day, it's that authenticity, it's that, it's that passion that people will pick up on as they come to work with you and for you potentially. So, you know, if you're doing something that you just picked up some knowledge, well, I can find knowledge on the, on Google. <laughs> you know, you, you have Google leadership. You you'd be you'd be a whole year looking at leadership stuff, and if not more, it ain't the knowledge. Anyone can Google leadership topics. You know how you deliver that and how you connect with people um, is is all the difference. So whatever whatever service whatever you do. It comes from a place of authenticity, and you have to understand it in yourself first before you can ever try to convince someone of, of the space that you're in and how you can be of value to them. And that's the last point is, you know, don't go into something thinking, well, I'm going to make a lot of money in this. Because people will see right through that real quick. If you, you're just trying to make a buck off me. 
You know, there's so many people out there that got crappy programs and this and that, whatever. You know, it's not to make a buck. You know, so it's why are you doing what you're doing? Do you want John Maxwell will say this? Do be of value to people. You know, number uno, numero uno, be of value to people and 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 exceed expectations. You know, if you're doing that in something that you're passionate about, the mm-hmm. rest will follow. Man, that's some great advice because I found myself a time like, okay, we done over 100 episodes. It's growing. We eventually will become profitable, but okay, what's next with the process? And you saying trust process, like, let's keep working on it. Are you networking? I'm I'm learning. I mean, I met CEO uh, uh, Exposure TV. You know, um, Tam Lawrence. You need to connect with Tam Lawrence. Like that name, You know, a lot of people are getting on on Exposure TV, especially you know uh, people of color. She's really helping entrepreneurs and, and people that are looking to to be in that space to have a, a digital TV show. Uh, it's 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 quality. The other one, on stage plus. Uh, Dave, uh, what's the, what's Dave's last name? Um, forgot Dave's last. You you and I can connect on that. But on stage plus, that's where my uh, um, TV show is on. You okay, Gene's Tune Up Time. So it's a show all about leadership. That's on on stage plus. You know, so wow. that's on Roku. That's on Apple. That you know, on stage plus, you can get on on multiple di- uh, digital TV. Um, channel spots. So there's people out there and, and it's, it's doing what we're doing now. You know, we're talking and, and starting to network. Um, and so I just gave you a couple names and we'll follow up on those, but you need to oh, talk. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I'm definitely you know, check them and all of a sudden you get on those platforms and, and all of a sudden your reach, you know, expands and the quality of the other production, you know, expands mm-hmm. and, and what you can do with it expands. And it, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, how'd you enjoy being on the show? I enjoyed it, man. I yeah, I always enjoy meeting new people and 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 talking about you know the things that that I do and 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 how I can help and hopefully it, it reached somebody and um you know the only thing the only thing I, I wish I knew more of is is you know what you do and 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 what you get into and and what 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 makes you tick and and what's your background. But you know as we move forward, man, I'd I'd love to to uh, you know. Test some time and 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 really start to um, you know, see how we can help each other. Almost oh, definitely, most definitely. Short version: musician, author, owner of a podcast, working to turn this into a network. Where I have other people. Yeah, musician. What do you play? Um, piano. Okay. Yeah. I'm about to work on my second album. Almost done mixing that one. First oh, album called the JLD Experience. It's already out. What's it called? The JLD Experience. The jailed. The JLE Experience. Oh, JLE Experience. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey L. Edwards. <laughs> the JLE Experience. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. I I used to think uh, I was going to be a musician uh, professionally. Um, actually, I went to a conservatory of music. Um, oh. For- for college, uh, I played. I play a lot of instruments, but I, I got into the conservatory on the oboe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever met a black oboe player? No, that's, that sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. 
Yeah, man, I was classically trained, and and uh, but I, you know, oh, I nice. most of the I played most of the horn line, played the piano, and and um, but the oboe was the last uh, instrument that I picked up, and uh, I only played three years before I got into conservatory, but um, you know, but the oboe is one of those instruments that's really hard, um, and there's not as many, so you know, you might go to an audition for a, a music school, and you might have. 800, 1,000 or so, you know, Ooh. if that oboist audition for it versus you might have, you know, thousands of piano players <clears throat> that you're competing against. So it's it's a narrower group because you have more of a chance of, of Man, um, getting hey, hey, you, you, you guys are conservatory. You, you want some Jordan stuff, bro. I was just bro, in the I, Wayne State little music department and the choir I was in. We were like the Bad News Bears. The, we ain't about their life. Now, they had the symphonic chorus. That was 18. They come awesome. in. It's like my man put a finger up, stab paper out. They ready to go. He point. They start singing. I'm like, oh, so that's what that professional looked like. <laughs> Teacher tell them, oh, y'all stop talking. Let's get ready. Like, who are those people? Yeah. Like, oh, that's 18. I'm like, okay. I see why. Yeah. yeah. Y'all about their life. Try to get in the studio with you, man. See what yeah, man. Yeah. Nah, nah, uh-uh. Nah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> let me say, I'm terrible right now. I'm oh, terrible. No. Man, I was so embarrassed. Uh, I was helping this <laughs> this uh, this bell choir group, you know, um, you know, play some, you know, some bells. And, and one of the guys um, who has uh, his own uh, church, he's the, uh, you know, the minister of music, whatever, in, in Flint. And, and so he had this oboe. You know, that was an old oboe. And he's, he'd been asking me for like a year and a half or so. Man, you need to come. You know, I just wanted you to see if it'll play, if it's if it's worth anything, if it, if it plays. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I haven't played, I think, like, I don't know, 30-something years, man. Um, <laughs> he's like, no, nah, man, I know you, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just, you know, just come. So uh -oh. I, I literally, I had no reads. You know, as a musician growing up, you have to make your own reads. Like, I've never buy an oboe read. Like, come on. You, you make your own. So here I, I go to a store and had to buy a read, which is like a no-no. But oh. I, I did. I brought it over there, got it ready. And I'm trying to play this thing, and it sounded awful. I, I was so embarrassed. Oh, I was like, no. I was like, really? I was, I, I was pretty good back in the day, man. I, I, but it's going to take a while for me to get back in the flow. Well, but um, You ain't the only one. My family, Alexandra Rose Irene, she said she played oboe, too, in the conservatory. Is that right? Yes. I, I never heard nobody play these things. Like, what is it? I'm gonna look it up. Like, what does it look like? Man, the oboe is it's it's got its own unique sound. You know, Peter. No, you might not. Peter and the Wolf. That's that's a famous. Corgi and Bass is a big famous oboe uh, solo in there. It's it's got a it's got a really unique. It's a beautiful sound. That's what I fell in love with. But uh, it's a really hard instrument to sound good in, and it, it's a double reed. So. You, you got to have a really okay. strong embouchure. So if if you people don't think of the lips as muscles, but if you're not working those that muscle, you ain't gonna be able to play a double read like that, you know. And that's what happened when I'm <laughs> haven't played in oh, years. You know, no. you know it's it was awful. So anyway, yeah. So okay. good stuff, man. Um, yeah, I look forward to uh, to connecting some more and and uh, and seeing what Absolutely. how we can help. I want to thank. International speaker Gene Baker for sharing his journey and his advice. Hope you and your son have a great time out for his birthday. Yeah, we we, we going down your hey, way. Hydrated. 
We go into the uh, we go into the uh, casino. Oh yeah, stay hydrated. They got good food. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. You have a good night. All right, you too. Take care. All right. Detroit, raise me. Detroit, raise me.